Hey guys, this show is brought to you by Eatlah, the street food concept that makes the most delicious salted egg everything. My favorite is the salted egg dory. It's so good. Their portion is so big that sometimes I keep them until dinner. But Eatlah doesn't just make salted egg food. They also make coffee, chips, and many more. You can get Eatlah in your favorite online food delivery app. And yes, they have promos, so definitely check them out. My guest today is Joseph Simbar. He is an awesome person. Joseph is a serial entrepreneur who is currently working for his family business, Sejahtera Group. He's an all-around, well-rounded, kind person who loves to share his experience in business. I learned many things from him, and I hope you learn some things too. Enjoy the show. All right, bam. Joseph. Yes, hi. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So excited that we get to finally do this after a few revisions to yes, yes. your schedule. Sorry about that. Yeah, itu tiba-tiba mendadak semua. Hey, no, it's fine, right? English accent. English, okay, okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, there's a couple of... Um, you know unexpected schedules uh, with work so but thank you thank you thank you for accommodating yeah. oh thank you i'm glad to have you here and you know um i've heard interesting story from you and i've read somewhere that you know you are doing a lot of things in the tech space and even in in fashion even uh. you know uh, <laughs> we're going to that a little bit later sure sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. One thing that really strikes me strikes me is your food venture, mm. the food directory venture. Mm. Um, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Yeah. So, um, so after I graduated from uh, university, I work a bit in Singapore, right? And then afterwards, I decided to come back to uh, Indo, uh, Indonesia, for uh, to build my own startup, right? And um, you know. The idea that I had last time was that you know I wanted to build a, a food directory similar to Yelp in in in, in the U.S. Um, but then you know um, not long after that we kind of pivot a bit uh, so that we not only become a food directory uh, platform but then it became like a, a, a restaurant reservation platform as well. Right. So then that's that's where we pivot. So then uh, back then we we had two products basically. One product uh, that is customer facing. That's that's for the end users, right? For them to review and then for them to um, make reservations. And then uh, the back side, which is a, a reservation management system for the restaurant, right? So yeah. So that's 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 a startup that I did back when I was still so young. What what was it called? Oh, sorry, you need to speak uh, around okay. one, uh, one fist okay, length. Like this? Okay. Yes, exactly. Cool. Yeah. So it was called uh, Live Epically, right? Um, Live Epically. Live Epically, right? Sounds so then, epic. so then the idea was that you know uh, we wanted users to have a, a, an epic life, I guess, um, where you know they can not only reserve. Uh, the restaurants, you know, but then there's uh, other add-ons as well, right? So, for example, you want to go on a date, you know, um, and back then I didn't know where to buy flowers from, right? So then, you know, you can buy flowers. You, you know? can buy flowers in Live Epically? Right. Yeah. Wow. Something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very um, di- diversified. 
very diversified. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so it's basically just you know additional services back then to try to live up to the name, right? To make your life epic, you know. So nice. um, you know you can reserve. Uh, for example, if you want to reserve, uh, uh, not reserve, uh, rent a car, for example. Right? You, you can rent a car and live right, epically? Right, So, So, you know, th- those are the add-ons, basically, that, that you can try to do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, um, sorry, uh, your voice sounds uh, okay, but still need to be... Okay, yeah. like this? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll move it forward. Okay. Just tiny bit closer. Okay. And just like that. Okay. Here? I'm gonna adjust it. I'm gonna, I'm sure. gonna guess it. I don't want the viewers to let to miss out on the jewels you're saying. Oh okay. Okay. Yes sir. Just like that. This yeah. is good? A bit closer. A bit closer? A bit closer. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Alright. Well, epically has flowers, has car reservations. Right. And you then, know, you know. The most basic ones, of course, uh, restaurant reservation as well. well. Yeah, I would totally use that, and I'm sure there are many other people. Who, well, who, so you know, you you you, you have to remember that this was back back before the startup boom, right? So I nice. I did this back in thing uh, late of 2011, right? Wow. So so I think the the tech space, uh, the tech startup space in Indonesia started to boom. In 2014, right, mid yeah. to late 2014, um, and then so basically, I did that before all of these, um, you know, startups appearing. So um, I wouldn't say we did great. I'll be honest with you. I think we did okay, you know, considering the time uh, and everything. And then you know, I guess now that I think back on it. Um, Back then, I was like, what, 21, right? 20, 21 years old when mm. I started the company. Uh, there's still so many things that I didn't know about business, especially about Indonesia as well, right? Um, I I studied in Singapore and then in, in the States. So then when I came back, uh, actually, a lot of my friends uh, still haven't returned from abroad. Mm. So... Um, Basically, I had to find you know my own connections here in Indo, and then build my own um, you know build build uh, my Rolodex basically uh, the contacts and everything. So, um, considering the situation I was put in, we didn't do great, but I think we did great at the time. Yeah. Well, how did you uh, assess your performance? Why why do you say that? Uh. Well, okay, so um, why I said we did great at the time is because, you know, at the end of it, I was still able to uh, sell my venture, right? Um, so at least I got an exit, you know? And then at the time, uh, it was also a venture-backed uh, company, right? So back then, it was, I guess, more difficult to raise funds for your company from VCs. Um, so, you know, there were certainly plus points um that i that that you know i can give myself i guess um but you know i'm also i guess someone who who uh criticized myself the hardest sometimes i guess um and you know i know i know for for example from from a product point of view right um back then i didn't have much technical knowledge much technical background so i'm pretty sure you know the the the, the product that we built 
you know i haven't learned yet about scalability for example you know mm. how, how to scale a product from you know just a few users to hundreds thousands tens of thousands of users things like that so yeah and how did you scale it um what so was it? I think Journey there like. was a um, there was just a huge learning curve curve because you know when I first started the business um, I had no idea what type of programming languages there were you know hmm. uh, there's there's so many right, right. Um, but back then you know basically I just hired a few programmers right I gave them the concept you know I said yeah I, I wanted to do this 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 and this you know, and then they they ask me, okay, pa, you know, okay, uh, sir, you know, what what language do you want it to be? And I said, yeah, I want it to be in English. You know, and then they said, no, 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 what <laughs> programming language? I was like, oh, um, I I don't know <laughs> what what type of languages are there. So um, I had to you know watch a lot of online videos. So so back then. Um, Harvard had a no no Stanford had a oh shoot okay Stanford had a um, it's okay mm. an online class hmm. online videos hmm. right about programming CS one hundred one right so you then, took you took CS one hundred one so it's it's not an official class but then they put out the whole class in YouTube where you right. can you know watch it so then i i tried to watch all of the videos and in, you, in cs 101 you practice a little bit of yeah co- so, coding so so i practice yeah. a little bit of coding um and then you know whenever my programmers are programming and i would sit next to them and then i would try to read the code you know so so learn a bit of that and then um especially you know understand more about uh, database and logic right so i think for someone like me who technically doesn't have a technical cs background i think you know the 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 least you have to understand is uh is from the uh, database side you know the the logic the uh, framework of the system and everything like that and so so i learned a lot from building my first startup you know on how to uh, structure a system the database the logic the relational um points and everything like that I took CS101 in Stanford. I don't know if it's still the same or not, but uh, it was really helpful for me to understand um, my family business in, in tech. Yeah. And, but could you expand more on the management side of, of the scaling? How did you lead okay. people? Because you, you went from, like, from, from the starting point to, yeah. to an exit. Right. What was that like as, as a leader in the company? Um, I, I was young, right? So I was still really young back then. And, and I, uh, haven't learned how to actually lead anyone, right? Um, they didn't teach that in business school, you know, um, in, in business classes. So, um, and then not only that, I had to come back to Indonesia after, leaving it for, I don't know, maybe close to six, seven years uh, because studying abroad. So I had to relearn uh, the cultures, um, actually the language as well, um, because when I came first came back, I can speak Bahasa conversationally, but not uh, formally, right? So if, if you ask me 
to speak bahasa formally back then it's very difficult for me to speak it so <clears throat> so those those i guess are are the two things that i had to uh, overcome right i have to overcome my lack of experience and then i had to overcome you know basically relearning the culture and then the the, the language so um there was a huge learning curve for me uh, but i think it's a good thing that i did that startup right because then i was able to learn so many things so for example um uh i was able to learn how to manage programmers right um, managing programmers and managing salespeople, for example. Well, what's that? What's it like? So it's it's two different things, right? So managing mm. programmers, managing salespeople, and then, mm. for example, managing accountants, um, managing marketers, are all very different things because they all have uh, different um, style and then they all have different um, moods, I guess. You know, if you could say that. So, for example. Um, Programmers, most of the programmers that I've met are usually night owls, so they're so they're more productive. Work at night? Yeah, at night <clears throat> compared to the daytime, right? Um, so then I had to. So back then I was like, you know, you gotta come in to work on time. You know, you gotta eight thirty. You know, um, but then <clears throat> you know I start noticing that they. They, they, I, I, I talked to them. I asked them, you know, I, I reviewed them, and then they said, "Oh yeah, you know, usually at like ten, eleven, twelve p.m. That's when I get my inspiration to code." So then I'm like, "Okay," um, and and knowing that actually shaped my um, management style, right? So inside my current family business right now, right? So technically, it's still somewhat of a traditional company even though we're in the tech space right so there is still an office hour right uh you do still need to do um clock in clock out right but um especially for the people uh on my team i give them more flexibility right so for example um if they uh just pull an all-nighter to to code for something the previous night right to to catch the uh the due date I would tell them it's okay, you know, don't don't come in at eight thirty, you know, just you know come in at like what nine thirty, ten, you know, um, take it easy because for me at the end of the day, as long as the work is done, um, that's what matters, right? Not not the clock in clock out thing, yeah. Thank you for sharing um, your um, the size on your startups and the family business. I guess that would be an interesting uh, switch of topic to into. Um, so now you are working within your family business and you are also leading a business within the family mm. business itself. Mm. Could you uh, tell us what that business is that mm. you are directly involved with? Okay. So <clears throat> the family, my, my family business is mainly in uh, enterprise technology, right? So um, we build fiber optics, we build uh, data centers, you know, all of the... Uh, digital infrastructure related businesses but then you know we also have a special division that deals with mm, more towards applications right so application solutions so more on softwares than the um, infrastructure and hardware so i mainly am responsible for that whole um, application business right so then the application business we 
we have we have different solutions, right? We have a CRM solution, we have a GPS tracking solution, an e-learning solution, a web builder. You know, just different products that we uh, built and manage, uh, and then we sell to our customers, basically. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Let me check on my equipment. It's all sure. All good. It's, everything's good. <laughs> okay. Um, usually in family businesses, there are a very strong leader uh, mm. figure. Um, who is the leader in your family business? Is is it a professional or is it still within the family? Um, mm. What is the organizational structure? So of? we have a professional uh, managing director. Right? So the the managing director is not a family. It's as a we hire professional, um, but you know um, the my dad's the chairman, right? Um, and then uh, so our family business is not, you know, it's we don't involve the cousins, right? So so my cousins are not inside the family business. So it's you know strictly just my parents and me and siblings, right? So it's it's not one of those. Oh, I have cousin, and then they 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 join to the family business. So, uh, technically, the managing director is a professional. Uh, my dad's the chairman, and then you know, basically, I manage different different things. Yeah. Wow. And can you tell us the history behind the group? How did it become to where it is right now? Um. And so. What, what businesses are you guys currently sure in? So my dad started it back in '84, right? So back in 1984. Um, you know the the company he built became like the first IBM distributor in Indonesia, and Apple as well. I think back then, um, pre before Steve Jobs came back into the company. Um, so yeah, so we distributed IBM and Apple. Um, so we were basically in the business of moving boxes. You know, just you know. Uh, selling computers right uh and then you know as as time goes by um the margins become you know smaller and smaller right um from what i heard you know back then um the customers you know they didn't want to pay tax for example like vat right but you know because we were dealing with ibm a us-based company we had to pay tax right so then actually there was a point where we actually On certain cases, we have to pay to serve our customers, right? Because they don't want to pay tax, but we had to. So then, how does you know we need to top up basically? So then, um, in '96, we became uh, one of the first ISPs in Indonesia, so an an internet service provider. So then, Hmm. um, we were, I guess you know you could say one of the founding members of the association, the Abji. Uh, so see the internet service provider association right um so so since 96 we be, we 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 are in the business of network and infrastructure um and then you know moving forward to like 2003 the company had basically a, a gps tracking system you know, and then in 2009, we started getting into natural resources, so coal mining, right? And then 2013, I think, uh, we invested in a, um, uh, in a, I guess, a pharmaceutical company. So that produces uh, diabetic medicine, uh, herbal diabetic medicine. 
And then so then um, I joined the company in 2014 officially, like full time. Um, after you know I sold the startup, I joined the family business. And basically since 2014, one of the things that I wanted to push for and 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 for the company to do is to uh, move towards the application space, right? The enterprise application space. Um, and and that's what you know we've been doing ever since. Um, so, like I mentioned previously, you know, just different applications from the education sector, right, to the FMCG distribution, you know, insurance, healthcare sector. So just different uh, industries that we try to serve them different solutions to using different products. Yeah. Right. So because I heard applications margins are, are it's bigger, much higher, much much higher than right? distribution it's, of hardware. Right, so it's it's is much true? higher, right? So um, typically your gross margins can be you know eighty, maybe sometimes ninety percent gross, right? Wow. Um, because it's it's you're you're playing the scalability business, right? So the more customers you have, theoretically, the lower your your cost of goods should be. Right, because, for example, if I add one customer, that doesn't mean I'm adding one server, hmm. right? So the more customers I have, the more economies of scale I have. So that's why you know, uh, being in a SaaS space, software as a service space, hmm. um, we're able to enjoy like uh, greater margins, basically. Would you be leading the applications business if you did not have such a interesting experience before or would would that be something that the the business would still go no matter what so so when i did my startup there was mainly a b2 b2c uh, business right so yes we had a business that caters to the restaurant which is b2b but then another side of the business is also catering to the general public right b2c um and you know from then i started to realize one thing which is um everyone have their i guess specialty um i soon figure out that actually one of my specialty is to deal with corporates right to deal with um business other businesses and then serve the businesses right so that's why um right now for example if i talk to my friends you know uh, and then they ask me for advice and it's b2b related I would be able to give my um, full advice, right? But if it's more, for example, like e-commerce, you know, digital marketing, things like that. Yeah, I've had some experience. Yes, I know it. You know, yes, I've learned it. But it's not as extensive as a B2B um, play. Um, and, and you know, that previous startup, I guess, kind of shaped the way I look at the tech space, especially in Indonesia. I know everyone is, you know, So, for example, back in 2015, everyone is raving about e-commerce, mm. right? E-commerce, e-commerce, e-commerce. And then uh, 16, you know, it's all about, you know, uh, Gojek, 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 right? Mm. Well, Gojek, obviously, they're doing great, right? But then 2017, you know, it's all about um, fintech, 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 you know. Mm. And then now it's all moving towards health tech health tech health tech you know and 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 these are all uh, b2c 
related businesses, right? Um, I don't. I guess in my opinion, part of the problem that I've experienced here in 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 the tech space, I guess, the, and it's not and it's not just in Indonesia. It's like everywhere in the world, especially Silicon Valley, right? Is that uh, businesses want to grow, 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 with no clear path to profit uh, profitability, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I, I just had a meeting this morning with a partner, and and we kind of discussed this, uh, and then you know we basically came to a conclusion that you know a tech business at the end of the day is still a business, right? And and you know in business school they would teach you that you know the number one purpose of a business is to give profit basically to its shareholders or stakeholders i guess right um so with with that i guess mindset created i decided my next move after after that startup was to build a b2b product related business so um for example one of the first products that i built is the crm uh product right it's called sales one crm um from day one, it's been built in a way that it's profitable, right? Um, yes, the growth, of course, is not, you know, linear. Like it's not, it's not like, you know, crazy fast high as you would see, for example, in, uh, in in the e-commerce space or the fintech space, right? But it's growing steadily with, uh, uh what, how how do you say it? Uh, with a healthy, profitable margins company, and. And as I said earlier, everyone is different. But for me, that's how I want to build a company, right? Uh, it's you know you build the building blocks and then you know uh, build a healthy company. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's great that that someone is focusing on B two B. And you're right. There's not a lot of disruption, at least in in the media about the industry side. Right. And yeah. A lot of processes is in yeah. the consumer side. Yeah. I mean, you're in the B two B space as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, what 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 do you think about it? I think you're right. There's not a lot of I think innovation in the B two B side because companies are focusing on the bottom line, mm. and it might not go in hand with innovation. Mm. But I feel like that's where the opportunities are, mm. Mm. and I think if one is in a company that is specialized in in that mm. they should be thankful because like the customers are already there we can experiment new products right, with them right. yeah yeah and so forth yeah. yeah 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 how do you maintain a good relationship to your clients what how, how do you do it mm-hmm. um i try to remember that they are humans as well right so sometimes i guess in sales you can tend to see people as targets you know just another target to close just another target uh to to try to close this deal right so for me um you know what i mean by remember that they're humans is to actually try to build a genuine connection you know a genuine relationship with them as friends right so for example uh, I have a customer that's been with me for, I don't know, three to four years from the beginnings of, of the CRM product, right? Until now. And, and, and you know, we, we did one of our first case studies on, on the impact of using our CRM platform on her company. 
is with is with this company and and what we found is you know she was very happy with it the company was very happy with it they experienced i don't know a 30 percent increase in their profitability wow. uh, uh, uh what a 40 percent 42 percent increase in their uh, productivity for their salespeople. Wow. um so obviously the product works and that's why she likes it right but then right besides that you know i actually had to spend time as well you know to um chat with her you know to ask her you know hey you know what are the problems that you know you're facing with a company you know how i can help and it's not always about the money right so um whenever possible if she needs help on for example she needs a connection to somewhere right if i have that connection i'll give it to her it's no 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 business involved right um and i think for me that's a very uh important part of maintaining your clients um just to actually build a genuine connection with them you know talk talk with them have lunch with them you know have coffee with them you know and not always have an angle on when you're meeting them i guess that's 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 how i try to keep a good relationship wow well people should people should learn from you because in b2b relationships are very uh important mm-hmm. right in in the sales yeah. cycle yeah 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 wow. yeah it is it is yeah um i want to pivot into uh the family in the family business what have you learned from your family what have i learned from the family um so i've learned a lot from my uh mom and dad right they've been working much much longer than i have they've been in the industry much longer than i have and they've seen um and i think this is very important they've experienced uh different economic cycles which is something that i think you and i and our peers haven't really experienced it right um uh, my parents your parents you know they've experienced different economic cycles the 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 booms and then also the you know the the slowdowns of the economies so um business-wise i've learned a lot um from my parents right uh for example how to negotiate you know how to um, deal with clients how to support the clients things like that but i guess on a more um how do you call it on a more principle level you know one of the f- thing that i learned um from my dad is that you know uh is that you should never give up right my dad's a very big fighter you know he's um he's someone who who would never give up right and 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 he's still active in the business right so then uh, i would um sometimes go to meetings with him and and i would see that you know he is a very um enthusiastic person and and you know as as with business you know sometimes things go your way sometimes things doesn't go your way right that's that's just the fact of life um but what i've learned from him is that when things didn't go his way you know usually he would say it's okay you know let's just pray you know um um because everything's from god anyway you know um god gives god takes away right um so you know we as people you know our responsibility is just is just to try our hardest and just leave the rest to god right so and i think that's that's a very important uh, principle lesson for me uh to learn as as i continue in my career yeah. where do you think you guys got the the passion from 
the zeal, the entrepreneurial drive? My dad or me? Both of so you. my dad. Hmm. So I think I think I think I got it from my dad, right? Hmm. Uh, my dad. Uh, I don't know where he got it from actually. Um, from from his stories, right? Um, um, ever since he was young, you know, he's always tried to sell different things as well, and then he would help my grand uh, grandpa, you know, with his business as well. Um, he's actually only uh, one of two sons in a twelve. Uh, family sibling oh, wow. so my, my my dad had 12 siblings and nine of them are women okay so <laughs> uh, um, so so then he, he's the one who helped a lot with the business so I think um, I'm pretty sure that's that's where he got it he didn't actually major in business I think he majored in initially he was majoring in nuclear engineering or something like that and oh, then wow. he changed to business um, for me I think I got I got that entrepreneurial uh, drive spirit from him right um, I remember back in high school in Singapore um, our our school campus was located like right on Orchard Road you know like central of Singapore but then you know obviously you're not allowed to go outside the school you know during school times um, and then the, the canteen food that you know they sell you know school canteens aren't exactly known for great food um, so then, you know, I remember one time I decided to start selling McDonald's uh, to my friends, uh, especially to the, uh, to the expats, right? To the Caucasians. In the school. In the school, right? So then uh, lunchtime's at 12. I still have a class before it, right? So at 11.40, usually I would excuse myself, my, myself to go to the bathroom. I would call McDonald's, you know. Oh, hey, you know, can I order... You know, cheeseburger, French fries, you know, whatever. You know, and can you please deliver it to um, my school, right? So then I would pick up the food. So back then, you know, a, a normal cheeseburger, right? Buns, patty, cheese, right? The simple one. Mm-hmm. It would cost, I think, one dollar, right? I would sell it for like five, six dollars. <laughs> you know, amazing. Yeah. Um, was it a drive-through? <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 my first business lesson amazing. in uh, marking up your prices. You know, in in getting margins. Um, the second thing that I learned from my first business, that was my first business, is about uh, commissions. So then uh, I started asking, you know, one one or two of my friends who know more, you know. Uh, expat kids um, uh-huh. and then you know to buy from me right so then so for I think f- uh, I sold for five dollars I would give them a dollar for each burger right so 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 then they helped me. well you had a sales force since you were young yeah so <laughs> so so that's that's my second lesson there's a third lesson I learned the lesson about what is it um, government intervention Right, so then not long afterwards, uh, a few of the teachers found out, <laughs> and then they said you can't sell in school, right? So, no. so that's 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 my third lesson in government intervention. So <laughs> once 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 the uh, the lawmakers intervene, then I guess there's not much that you can do. <laughs> what an amazing yeah. story. Um, yes, I remember you were saying about that, and that's such a cool story for for us to to hear. Um, yeah. Mm. 
has that been um has your um entrepreneurial journey has it been all a smooth sail of course or not. was was there points of where you not. learned a lot and yeah you know, you had to dig deep um back for example i remember there was a time during the live epically days right where i just didn't want to get out of bed right because i, I was dreading the day right because it's it's selling is not easy right you know and and for example so i was i was selling the system to restaurants right so i i received like so many rejections from the restaurants you know uh, from from the people and from uh, from everything so um so it was very difficult for me to um uh, at the time to 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 deal with that because you know um so many people rejected to use the system right but you know there would be actually some who for no reason you know who would you know um basically just yell and then you know uh say 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 you know um, call your names things like that you know um so um and that's that's when i guess i had to dig deep right um but even until now you know until now even the family business of course there are moments where you know for example you've you've made an investment right uh, and then you're still waiting on whether that investment would bring you a return or not right so i don't think an entrepreneur's journey is ever smooth um hmm. i i think uh if anyone said that uh, that they are lying um i'm pretty sure every entrepreneur every great entrepreneur you know that that the names uh, we all know they would say that you know they've had their ups and downs downs yeah uh, and joseph himbar says says that so <laughs> well hopefully right no and, and i think i think it's important to have your um uh, down moments right because that's those are the moments where you will learn your lessons right usually when you're on top you won't learn anything right if anything maybe you'll be obnoxious you'll be um arrogant right but then when 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 you're in in in, in the downtimes that's where you usually can learn your lessons right so and, and i think i think it's very important to to have the down moments so that you can learn your lessons yeah. you seem to uh have a very strong principle do you have a f- faith certain faith that that you, you right. practice Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So I'm a Christian, right? So, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. Um, have been since, uh, since I was a baby. Um, and 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 my faith combined, I guess, with my uh, parents' teaching, um, made me a a person with strong convictions, strong, strong, strong beliefs. Um, and and i guess that's and and part of what i want to do is to translate that faith that belief into my everyday life right so for example um i i lead a church uh small group right um with with other people and and, and currently we're talking about um we we're, we're discussing a book that's talking about work right uh, and And the book 
you know says uh, something that's very interesting um it's it's called the, the book's called every good endeavor by timothy keller um and the book's mm, uh, book says something interesting that you know as a christian no matter how active you are at church the fact is you will still spend maybe 80 to 90 percent of your life at work not at church right so it is very important for you to live your faith at work and not just at church right and and when i read that it's like it's true you know I'm, I'm quite active at church but then at the end of the day i'm still you know most of my time are spent in the office right at work um and that's uh, and and then basically you know the gist of the book is that you know what is the best way uh as a christian how how should a christian work right what's the best way for a christian to work and then he gave an example for example if you're a pilot what's the best way for you as a christian pilot to do your job what do you think drive it as safely as possible maybe pray before the flight and talk. no right. idea so, so i mean you know you wouldn't as a pilot for example you wouldn't you know use your comment like, okay let's let's all pray you know i i i don't think you can do that anyways yeah, right no. you can't <laughs> greet the passengers coming in hey god bless you i, I don't think so yeah, as well no. <laughs> so you're exactly right the, the best way f- as a christian pilot to be a pilot is to land is to fly the plane properly and then to land it properly and then uh, to make sure that the plane is usable again for the next flight right and for me that's that's very interesting right so it's basically it's saying the best way for a christian to work is just to do your work well mm. to do your vocation well right um some people think like oh you know i have to do this i have to do that no it's actually very simple the best way for you to do your job as a christian it's just to do it well um so so that's 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 i guess what i'm trying to do right right yeah the managing director echoes the belief that you believe where we when we do well the company will will do well right yeah of course yeah, right um i was wondering whether certain principles in your company are formally assigned like in a statement or in a charter do you guys do that <sighs> Yeah, that's that's I guess one of our um, negatives. We don't actually have you know one of those um, statements, things like that. I know that's 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 actually in my to do list to actually formulate uh, uh, into a sentence you know, what our uh, mission is. But um, especially in sales, right? We have a very strict rule: um, no um no bribery for example right so um and we put a very strict rule on that and we have lost on deals because of that rule so um it's it's not a secret right that you know in business anywhere in the world you know there would be different arrangements for for transactions and things like that you know sure um but that's just one of the things that we decided as a company uh, through our uh, faith that you know we don't want to do that, and we have lost on deals from not doing that. 
So, um, and for us, uh, well, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Yes, beautiful. Uh, my company also the, does that, and we don't tolerate that that kind of things. And yeah. I feel like it's just it's just a certain way to play the game. Right. Like in football, you sometimes pass the ball in a certain way, and with that company policy you just right, play right. the game that, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a good way to put it in, yeah. in a different way do you see yourself continuing that policy when the company is, is succeeded into yeah. Your, yeah. your hands yeah yeah. Oh. I, I think so you know um, I think so uh, I think one of the challenge for and, and you know I, I don't know about uh, believers of other faith but you know I can say of 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 Christianity is that you know, I think it's one of the main struggles is to actually translate your faith that may be present intellectually to be translated into a livable action you know um, wow. so I think a lot of Christians know for example uh, uh, for example you shall not cheat you know but you know if you don't cheat then you can't win you know <laughs> that's 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 an argument they can make right so i think yeah um especially for the past one to two years right uh, personally what i've been sh- struggling to really do is to translate all of this uh f- intellectual faith doctrinal faith understandings that i have of my uh of my religion into livable actions right so for example you know in 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 christianity for example and i'm sure you know this um in a sermon they always say trust in the lord you know Mm -hmm. trust in the lord Mm -hmm. but what does that actually mean right right what does that actually mean mean? you know trust in the lord right if you are in a, a formal tender process for a project for example what does it mean to actually trust in the lord Right. So, so those, those, I guess, are the things that I'm, um, especially this past two years, I'm trying to really uh, hone in and 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 try to ask myself those questions. You know, trust in the Lord. Okay, what does that look like? You know, do not be anxious. Okay, what does that look like? You know, so yeah, yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah. Was, we're all learning. Those are great questions. Um. You obviously share your learnings to other people. You know, you, you are you are mentoring kids in in church and other organizations. Tell us what you do to teach. Mm. So um, yeah, I mentor. Uh, I I used to be a mentor at my church for uh, the teens. I also mentor in startups, right? So I mentor startups. I mentor entrepreneurs as well. So, for example, a couple of months ago, I was invited by uh, University of Indonesia. They they had like a, an event. It's called Studentpreneur, right? They're students who wants to be an entrepreneur, and then you know I was invited to be a mentor for for them. Um, so obviously, the things that I talk about, I guess, are slightly different. You know, at church and and at work, right? Uh, if it's for work, then it's mainly mentoring business-related things, right? If it's, excuse me, for the teens, it's mainly, you know, faith-related things. Um, 
as I told you, as I mentioned earlier, I, I'm also leading a small group, like a, a cell group. And and the people inside the cell group is around our age, right? So so I don't banter them because we're all like, you know, similar age, right? But um I'm I'm I guess I'm the leader of that group. So then, mm. you know, uh, with that group we are able to talk more diverse things so we're able to talk about the, uh, our faith you know discuss about the faith related things but then we're at times we're also able to talk about you know our work our business you know our struggles at work our struggles at business as well so yeah has there been a time in those business conferences or events where you get to share your faith unfortunately i guess not not directly hmm. not directly right um which is not that you mentioned it that's that's a very interesting thing right maybe that's something that i should reflect upon um no 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 not not on those business conferences i think so for example the event with uh ue uh university of indonesia right so, um almost all of the attendees uh, are of different faith than mine, right? I see. So, um, I don't, th- and I, I guess to a certain extent, I don't necessarily think that sharing my faith has to be like direct evangelization, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so I guess if you're talking about direct evangelization, then no. Um, but you know, I'd like to think that. It, it should all goes hand in hand, right? Yeah. My work reputation and my faith should go hand in hand, right? So yeah. I guess my hope is that, you know, um, when people see me, they can see that, oh, I'm a Christian and, and I'm a Christian businessman, right? So just one or the other is, um, I, don't, I try not to separate the two, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, you are almost... Uh, soon to be a family man mm. um uh how's that journey been like mm-hmm. f- for you like uh anxious <laughs> uh so yeah um so your yeah. wife is if misha is eight months yeah pregnant. yep uh. yep yep so we're expecting next month anytime soon um so it's i guess it hasn't hit me fully yet that I'm actually going to be a dad, um, but it's it's awesome, right? It's it's you know when when I when I can feel my baby kicking, right? Um, it's 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 a great feeling, right? Um, you know when when I talk to her, it's her, right? Mm. And when I talk to her, and then she would move, it's it's it's. It's it's a wonderful feeling. I guess it's a feeling that I've never felt before. That oh hey, this is your child, you know, and 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 so yeah. I think I think it's it's anxious. You know, I'm I'm feeling anxious. I'm, but I'm also very excited to to actually meet my baby in person. Yeah, that's awesome. When's yours? <laughs> huh? What's 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 your timeline here? Working on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> working on it <laughs> but yeah you never know God's timing and yeah because we didn't plan to have a baby this soon actually oh yeah yeah we didn't plan it um, all of a sudden 
like my wife told me oh i'm pregnant i was like oh okay but we were careful but (laughs) (laughs) all in good days (laughs) yeah yeah what would you like to leave as a legacy joseph what do i like to leave as a legacy maybe looking at the perspective from a father or friend or business person i i would like for people to see that i am i am a business person who is a Christian and they don't have to separate the two right so I want I want I want I guess literally my kids to be able to you know one day when when they're adults to be able to say that oh yeah you know my dad is a is a businessman you know Mm -hmm. but he's also a Christian and, and there's no there's no difference between the two um and 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 i guess that's 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 what i want right i want and i want people to be impacted people to want to do that as well right um not have to separate business life and christian life um i guess i guess that's 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 the one for me yeah that's amazing um where can people find you and your projects oh um like i guess you what could... are they and where to find it okay mm. socials um instagram um so i'm i'm <laughs> uh, my wife would say i'm too active on instagram <laughs> um so you could follow me actually i don't remember my 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 id on instagram i think it's yeah so um please follow me on jls Two eight nine zero, JLS two nine zero. Yeah, JLS two eight nine zero. Um, yeah. So so that's usually where you know I I just post random stuff of my life and then hopefully uh, and also business related things as well. Um, from there, uh, I'm also on Twitter. I guess I'm trying to be more active on Twitter. Uh, Joseph Simbar. That's my handle. Um, so yeah, that's 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 where I'm most active. And can people find your suits? Um, where can people find if you they want to make cool suits? Because Joseph makes really awesome suits. Oh right, yeah, that's that's it. that's my side business as well. Um, you can follow our Instagram, uh, One Dapper Lane, One Dapper Lane. So yeah, you you can you can follow us, or you can you know just go to my Instagram profile, search Joseph Simbar, and then you know you'll find me, and then just send me a message. You know, yeah, I'd love to chat with people. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, Joseph, I learned a lot from you. It's been an hey, awesome likewise, podcast. Um, yeah. I hope that we can continue to be friends in Of course. Life. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. Uh, great talking to you. Yeah. Pleasure. Yeah. That was it, guys. What an awesome show. If you want to know more about Joseph's work, check out the episode notes and you can follow his works there. If you haven't already, Please subscribe and follow to my podcast channels on iTunes Podcast and Spotify. 
If you have time, give me a rating and let me know how this show is going for you. Thanks guys, much love.